Hello, you're listening to The Raytheon Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and today I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Sharia, who's protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael letter number 19, the Archangel is writing about the great tragedy that has at last befallen Sarah. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. Also, as I mentioned last week, I'll be publishing my first children's book called Ari's Adventures. It's a chapter book series about a little redhead girl who, through her empathetic powers, can talk to animals and heal people. It's for ages 7 to 10, but I know full-grown adults who absolutely love the story, and I think it's my best work. And if you want to get a free copy of it, sign up for my email list. Within the next few weeks, I'll be providing more information for those who want to read the entire story. Now, without further ado, let us read... Raphael letter number 19 Sarah's humiliation Most beloved Shariel My heart is grieved to hear What has happened to Sarah And to what has happened to you Did I not say that it would be so difficult To step aside And allow the enemy To ruin your dear Sarah but because your identity and your mission are so tied up in her, because she is your mission, you feel it in yourself, the pain of it all more deeply than even I can understand. I cannot imagine how difficult that must have been when your superior asked you to lay down your guard to the enemy forces. Her pregnancy even though she wasn't married, should have been a thing of such joy and love. Instead, it had become a thing of grief when she miscarried her child. Even now I hear her voice, for the Lord has blessed me with ears that hear the bitter cries of his children. It is a moment frozen in time, and in that moment, ironically, she was closer to her God than she had ever been before. For God is close to the brokenhearted. For she was with him alone in a place of timelessness and grief. In that infinite moment, I see her groaning in pain. Why? I would have kept the child I would have done anything for her. There are people getting rid of children. Here is the one person who wants a child, and you take her from me? Do you hate me? I thought you loved me. And after all I have done for you, this is how you treat me. That merciful and severe moment was when she saw it. This was the moment of humiliation that I foretold so long ago. In that moment, she said to herself, What 
when was the last time I even talked to Jesus? Should I really be demanding things from someone whom I have never even talked to for years? I have all but removed him from my life. Should I really be surprised when he respects me and stays away from me? While I am grateful that her heart has at last seen her error, I cannot rejoice, as I know you can't. How can we rejoice when there is such suffering in the hearts of his dear children? The reality of such, such suffering is a hard reality for any Christian to understand. The most difficult thing for humans to understand is why God will allow evil things to happen to the children whom he claims to love. While we angels know many of the reasons for which God does things, we do not know all things. Imagine not having any knowledge at all. This is the unique struggle that humans must face, even as we faced a similar struggle with our first and only irrevocable choice. It is a great grace that Sarah has understood God's will well enough to know that she rejected his help when she rejected him. But she must still struggle with understanding this reality. She yet cannot imagine all the variables that the eternal Lord considers as he set things into motion. She cannot imagine that her loving Father in heaven is already ordering all things that his children might achieve ultimate happiness, first in heaven and second on earth. I was curious myself as to what would have happened to Sarah, so I visited the cherubim in their luminous halls of wisdom. There, in accord with the mercy of God who reveals all things in their time, I beheld what Sarah's fate might have otherwise been. It is not for me to reveal to you, nor could I reveal all ends to you as I beheld them. For there were many, and I could not contain them all in myself. Though as I was given this gift of seeing all ends for Sarah, I understood that this was the best course for her though its road is so bitter. This is not to say that the good father wills any death, for as I have said before, quote, God did not create death, neither does he delight in the destruction of the living. Wisdom 1, 12-14 If God could be rid of all death, he would, but in his wisdom, he has allowed death to reign on this earth with its master a little while, that through death, love might reign over it and prove to be as strong as death. Song of Songs 8-6 Nay, 
even stronger. In the end, I perceive that love may yet be as strong as death in Sarah's life, for I beheld also Sarah's future beatitude, that there would be unfathomable joy when she rejoices again with her daughter Anna, who now waits for her in heaven, praying for her dear mother. Though that future is uncertain, should Sarah harden her heart once more. But now Sarah will have new prayers poured out to her from heaven. For I beheld Jesus come to little Anna personally to welcome her, and he asked her to help him with praying for her mama, who misses her dearly. I saw her pure little face, and she told Jesus bravely that she would pray for her mother, because there is no one Anna loves more, except for him. Jesus thanked her and held little Anna in his arms. Then she joined the other children, like her, who danced and sang and prayed for those that they love. I know Sarah feels such thick darkness right now, and indeed that is good, for she was always in darkness, though it is only now that she is realizing it. And though I grieve her pain, it is good that Anna's prayers are helping her, and she is realizing how her actions have separated her from Jesus and from the source of life and happiness. I will pray for her too. Nay, I will do more. I will visit her and comfort her in the midst of her sorrows. I will take the oil of gladness and pour it upon the open wounds of her heart. Then may she be comforted, and perhaps she may repent of her deeds and know the mercies of the Lord. Servant of his healing spirit, I hope you enjoyed this letter titled, Sarah's Humiliation. In it, we gain some insight into what is happening spiritually when God allows bad things to happen to us. Though this is not every time, of course. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on all around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I compose the following meditation questions, which you can find in the show notes. I'll encourage you to write down your, your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them. I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create a greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do, pray without ceasing. 
us reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I am now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is a struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of? Do I ever demand or even simply request things of God when I have shown no interest in Him as a person who loves me? What can I do to show my love for Him without expecting anything in return? Jesus, give me the grace to love you and pursue you. Help me to love you have given so much for me. Do I believe that Christ is trying to weave for me the best plan for my life? What needs in my life are difficult for me to entrust to God? Do I believe that God could provide for this and want to provide for this? Jesus, I believe that you want to provide for my needs. Help my unbelief. Who is someone who has passed on to the next life who may be praying for me now? Dear friend, thank you for praying for me before Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O oh God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us. Hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, the light to guard, to rule, to guide.